God requires much more than head knowledge. Knowing God requires heart knowledge. Hi, my name is Aris Lawless, and welcome to Sage Talk. In this episode of Sage Talk, Al Henson and Paul Lawler are continuing their two-part series on knowing God. This has been a mentoring journey you don't want to miss. And today, Al and Paul are going to introduce us to a powerful word picture of a two-lane highway that can help lead us into a deeper knowledge of God. Al and Paul have over 75 years of pastoring between them, and they've spent decades walking among the nations, ministering to the persecuted church and the least of these. Let's join them as they shepherd the hearts of faithful servants and Christian leaders in today's edition of Sage Talk. Hi, this is Paul Lawler, pastor of Christ Church Birmingham. I've had the privilege of serving in pastoral ministry for over 31 years, Mm. and I'm with Al Henson, founder of the Compassionate Hope Foundation, who has had the privilege of pastoring for over 45 years, Mm. and this is Sage Talk. As we journey together today, our ongoing topic is knowing God. We had the opportunity to journey together, Al, last week mm. around this topic, and some of the things that we had the privilege of having dialogue around is knowing God is really more than head knowledge. Mm-hmm. Uh, it gets into the heart. Mm-hmm. And as we explored this topic, uh, some of what we discussed was the purpose statement of the Apostle Paul's life when he stated, I want to know Christ. I want to know the power of his resurrection, the fellowship of Mm. his sufferings. And we're mindful as we journey together on this topic of knowing him, that it's a rich and deep, um, life-giving area to explore. And Mm. so, Al, would would you begin by sharing some thoughts today? I think God uh, may have given you a word picture that's very beneficial for us. Yes, thank you, Paul. And uh, as you heard in our last podcast, uh, knowing God is so uh, at the core, at the center mm. of priorities mm. in the believer's life. Mm. And what you hear Paul setting this as his life purpose mm. in Philippians 3. And I'd like just, I always love to read scripture. Um, and so in Philippians 3, Paul says in verse 7, what things were gained to me, I now count as loss for Christ. In verse 8, Yea, doubtless I count all things but loss for the excellency of the knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ. And then verse 9, I want to be found in him. And then this powerful verse, verse 10, that I may know him. Mm. Mm. That's a succinct uh, Five words of Paul's life's purpose that I may know him, mm. and this word know is is, is a heart knowledge, not mm. just a head knowledge, yes. an intimacy about knowing him, experiencing God. Mm. And then he follows that with the gospel, and that I, I want to know him, but I want to know him in the power of his resurrection yes. and in the fellowship of his sufferings, mm. and this is really important, then being made conformable unto his death. And so the whole purpose of God for us mm. is summed up in Romans 8, that we might be conformed to the Lord Jesus Christ. And Paul says, if I can know him in resurrection, yes, and if I can also know him in the fellowship, the participation of the sufferings of his death, mm-hmm. then that will, that will conform me. Yes. The gospel will conform me. Mm-hmm. And Paul will say in Romans 1, for the gospel 
is the power of God yes. unto salvation, yes. not only salvation from hell to heaven and salvation mm. from the penalty of sin, mm. but also daily salvation mm. into this process of transformation and transforming us in, into the knowledge of Christ. Mm. So uh, the question that often I'm asked is, okay, Al, we got it. Yes. We got it. We need to know him. Mm-hmm. And you keep talking about the gospel and the gospel's significance in knowing him. Mm-hmm. And what I'd like to do so we in our conversation today is to set out a word picture. Mm. And to our brother or sister uh, that's listening in, I like to picture things uh, because that helps me to understand and put and put things together. It, it's like a it's like a room having the putting all the furniture yeah. in the room at the right place. Yes. That, then I can see it and begin to try to understand how to live in this room. Mm-hmm. So what I'd like to do is to is to give a word picture of of knowing God mm. and the gospel. Mm. So I want you to picture with me a two lane highway. Mm. And and this highway is leading us. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it is the path by which that brings us to knowing God mm-hmm. and enjoying God. Yes, and and understanding God and strengthening in our faith mm-hmm. so that we can trust God and et cetera, et cetera. We're going to call this highway the gospel. Mm-hmm. The gospel is the high is the way into the way yes. Christ himself. Yes. Uh, we all believe that and, and understand the emphasis. So we have the highway, but this highway has two lanes. Uh, lane 1 is the conditioning of the heart. Mm. As Jesus will teach, the heart is pictured as the soil. Mm-hmm. And the soil needs to be fertile. Mm. Uh, and then it can produce 30-fold and some 60 and some yes. 100-fold. Uh, so we're, the the first lane of this highway called the gospel is going to be how the gospel works mm-hmm. in the transforming and the conditioning of the soil of the heart to be able to receive the revelation uh, of God that comes by the Spirit through the yes. Word of God and through uh, just life life experiences. Mm-hmm. On the other side, then is uh, is what we call the disciplines. Uh, of Christianity, yes. that that all of the godly men through all of history, and we hear many messages on these on these disciplines, and I just like to list those. I Absolutely. I speak in terms of five different dis, uh, in my own life five different disciplines. Mm-hmm. There's first the discipline of of the Word of God, mm-hmm. and I put it first because it'll guide the other disciplines. Yes, but the discipline of the Word of God, which the Bible says, read me mm. uh, in Revelation chapter one. And Second uh, uh, Timothy mm-hmm. and chapter three, it says, "Study me." Or yes. maybe it's chapter two. It says, "Study mm-hmm. me. Study to show thyself approved." Mm-hmm. Psalm chapter one, it says, "Meditate upon me." Yes, uh, just keep keep thinking and meditating upon the word of God. Mm-hmm. And then in Psalm one nineteen, it says, "Memorize me." Yes, for thy word hath I hid in my heart that I might mm-hmm. not sin against God. So the discipline of the word of God, reading mm-hmm. it, studying it, mm-hmm. meditating upon it, and memorizing it. Yes. The second discipline is prayer, mm-hmm. and prayer is is not just asking. Mm-hmm. Prayer is an intimate communication with you and God, mm. where you are listening as much as you're talking. Yes, 
and it's it's filled with thanksgiving. It mm-hmm. can be filled with with requests. But I've learned that mo- to make most of my requests before God around questions. God, would you let me know what mm-hmm. it, what it feels like to love the way you love? Uh-huh. Uh, God, would you revelate yourself mm-hmm. to me? God, what are you feeling uh, mm-hmm. when you see this, this uh, picture or mm-hmm. when you see an exploited child? God, what are you thinking? Yeah. So it's a lot about learning uh, the petitions before God should be a lot of questions about God himself and mm. and and about me God what do you think about me and 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 I was surprised one time I thought he was going to say well you're just a poor sinner saved by grace yes Mm-hmm. It was wonderful to hear the voice of God say, "Oh, you're my son. Mm, that's right. You're fearfully and wonderfully made." Yes. And I thought, and I started weeping. I said, "Really, Father? Mm. Yes. Well, you've been studying in the Word. We need to get that out of your head and into mm. your heart." Mm-hmm. So this intimacy of prayer. Mm-hmm. The third discipline that we don't hear as much about is fasting. Yeah. Yeah. And even all of the early teachings in my life from others that I heard about fasting, you you wanted to get something, mm. and so you fast so that you could be uh, you could show God how serious you were uh, about getting something from God. Mm. Whereas as I began to study the scriptures, fasting again was about intimacy with God, yeah. yes, seeking Him. Yeah, I hunger for uh, You, God. Yeah, I thirst for You, seeking yes. Him. The fourth discipline. Uh, then is is the is the discipline of um, um, fellowship mm. mm-hmm. with the brothers and sisters, mm. the gathering. Forsake mm. not the uh, the assembling, the gathering of yourselves together. And when I say that, uh, I'm not thinking about just on a Sunday morning. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking about regularly <clears throat> Bible study and and gathering with one or two or three brothers and sisters and mm. around Jesus and having your conversation spiritual. Mm. So uh, there should be the constant gathering around yes. the brothers and sisters in Christ. Yes. And then the fifth one is really, really important, the discipline of obedience. Mm. Mm-hmm. I actually never had heard that. Mm-hmm. Put in the and the disciplines, yeah. But I felt yeah. it, this needs to be added in because uh, everything is unto something. It can't just be about God. God will never make it just about Him and you. Yes, yeah. It's got to yeah. be about others. Yes, that's so good. And and, and so obedience is. Mm-hmm. You, you know, you cannot. You you cannot know God without mm-hmm. walking with God, mm-hmm. and you cannot walk with God mm. if you're not. Obeying God, mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. actually obedience it means I'm wherever God's going, I'm going. Yes. Whatever God's doing, I'm doing. Mm-hmm. So obedience, and we're, we've used this phrase in a number of our podcasts that our circumstances, mm-hmm. our surroundings, and what God is leading us into or allowing to come into our life is our classroom. Yes, yes. And so as we are obeying God, going, mm-hmm. the command is to go. As we're going with God. Mm. Obeying God, it's in that context that mm. God teaches. Now, I know I took a little bit of time. But, oh, no, that was good. But but the, the final thing I want to say, the, the highway is the gospel. Yes. The right side is how the gospel prepares the heart. The left side is all the disciplines. Mm-hmm. And you need to make sure now that you're, you're driving down the middle of the road mm. Mm. because it's not an either-or. Yes. They're yeah. simultaneous, mm. uh, the heart and uh, the disciplines mm. working in the context of the gospel yeah. 
yeah. uh, death, burial, and resurrection, as Paul says here in Philippians 3.10, that you really begin to grow to know God. So I want to give it back to you, Paul. Yeah. You, maybe you jump on that right side of the highway a bit, the gospel and, and preparing the heart. Well, I, you know, first of all, you know, as you share that picture, it's so life-giving and mm. so encouraging and is a picture we can really grab a hold of. Mm. But, but I'm also thinking about uh, the believer who may be – Riding down the highway right now, listening to this podcast. Don't get in the middle of the highway. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. That is very true. But I, but I, this may not be for everybody, but it may be for somebody. And I, I I'm mindful that of the believer who's he's born again. She's born again. Um, and maybe he or she's struggling in the process of their sanctification. Right. And and as. They're working that out and growing in the Lord. I'm, I'm mindful of the right side of the highway, of the beauty of the gospel, uh, in the context that the gospel's still for us as believers. Mm-hmm. It's it's not only what birthed us into the kingdom; the gospel sustains us mm-hmm. in the kingdom. And I, I'm thankful and mindful of the Apostle Paul when he was teaching Christians at the church at Ephesus of how to grow strong in the Lord, how mm-hmm. to grow in the power of his might. And he described the gospel um, as, as this place that we stand. Mm-hmm. And, and he's talking to believers, this, this gospel that whereby your sins are forgiven through, by faith through grace in the person of Jesus Christ, or faith mm-hmm. in the person of Jesus Christ. And he, as he describes this, you know, it's a picture uh, that as we're, let's say we're walking on this highway, that it's a, a pathway that we're con- to continue to walk in. Mm. And so as we walk in it, you know, 1 John 2, 1 tells us that through this gospel, Jesus is our advocate. Mm-hmm. Whereas the scripture uh, describes the enemy of our souls as our accuser. Mm. And, and I'm mindful that in this walk on this highway, that there are fiery darts that come at the believer. There are lies that come at the believer. There are distortions. There are words of condemnation that the enemy fires at the at the heart. And and as Jesus said, he comes to steal, kill, mm. and destroy. Mm. And if a believer steps off the highway in a way that he or she is not, their feet do not remain grounded mm-hmm. in the gospel, one would begin to believe the lies of the accuser. Mm-hmm rather than believing the advocacy of Amen. the Son of God. Yeah. There is no condemnation for those mm-hmm. who are in Christ Jesus. Uh, he is the blood covering, the atonement mm-hmm. of our sins. And, and it's essential for the believer to walk in victory in this gospel, to continue to walk in the belief and confidence of what this gospel continues to accomplish on an ongoing basis Mm -hmm. in setting the captive free to embrace the fullness of all that God has made available to us in knowing him in walking on this highway. I was thinking about um, this, Paul, as you had just the thought about the difference in uh, condemnation Mm. and conviction. Mm, That's good. Keep going. Uh, So what I'd like to do is just to talk about the 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 thoughts of mm. con- condemnation mm-hmm. and the feelings of condemnation versus the thoughts of conviction. This mm. way, you could discern yes. if if what you're hearing inside of you, which the enemies and his lies are, and so many of us, mm. uh, you can be able to decide if this is condemnation, then it's coming from the enemy because it's not coming from God. Mm. But if if it's conviction, mm. 
Mm. So I'm going to give conviction first yes. because light helps us to understand darkness. Now, I don't mm. have to say much about the darkness, but here's conviction. Mm-hmm. If God is speaking to you, <clears throat> I want you to notice the words. He will, conviction will say, that is wrong. Mm. Notice it didn't say you are wrong. Mm-hmm. Because in Christ, I am righteous. Yes. In Christ, I am a son of God. Mm. Uh, as you said, I've been redeemed. <clears throat> I've been forgiven. Mm. So God would never say, you are wrong. Yeah. God would say, my, my saint, my righteous son, mm. what you did was wrong. Yes. Mm-hmm. If it's coming from God, it's what you did was wrong, but it will always have a but in it. Mm-hmm. But, son. Uh, I can forgive you yes. and will. Yes. And, and son, I can give you the strength to turn mm. Uh, mm. and to change and transform. Mm-hmm. Now, that's conviction. Yeah. Uh, there's hope. With conviction, there, there is hope. Yes. Conviction will actually uh, cause you to, to be sad and smile at, at, the, sa- at mm-hmm. the same time. Mm-hmm. So, but condemnation comes, and when condemnation comes, it says, you are wrong. Yeah. And you uh, don't deserve anything, mm-hmm. and it, it, there'll be no hope mm. whatsoever mm. In, in condemnation. Yes. So that way you can discern uh, the voice of God versus the voice of uh, so good. the voice of uh, of the enemy. Mm. Any condemnation is from the enemy. Mm. Never is condemnation from God. Yes. Yeah. Conviction comes from God, and it says. You are a right one, Mm -hmm. but as a right one, you've done something terribly wrong, Mm. Mm -hmm. and you need to acknowledge that and turn from it and come to me, and there's hope, forgiveness, and growth, and we'll Mm. learn through this, and you'll you'll live out and walk a life of a better son. Amen. Amen. And so the gospel, that when when we talk about the gospel, uh, that's the the, t- the the feelings of the gospel, mm-hmm. the message of the gospel, yes. the hope of the gospel. As I as I'm walking along, mm. you know, as you describe that, Al, what comes to mind is that there's such joy and peace in Christ mm-hmm. on this highway. Mm-hmm. It, this highway that that we're talking about in knowing God is so it's life giving, <laughs> right? Uh, for not only for ourselves but for others mm-hmm. um, as we journey. And and uh, back. Uh, some to the to the foundation of the gospel, Paul. If I could just change yes, change yes. D- uh, directions here just a mm-hmm. moment. You hear Paul constantly in his writings talking about how he's living in the gospel. <clears throat> He'll use a lot of words there, living in the gospel, like mm. Galatians two twenty. Yes, I am crucified with Christ. Mm. Now, that's the power of the death of the gospel. Mm-hmm. Nevertheless, I live. That's the mm-hmm. power of the resurrection. Nevertheless, I live, but it's not I, but Christ who liveth in mm-hmm. me. Yes. And I do this so I don't frustrate the grace. See, often in many Christians' lives, grace is being frustrated, and the gospel is being frustrated because in our fear or our rebellion yes. or our own, our own will, mm-hmm. the gospel is not able to work. Mm. And so if you really want the gospel to work in your life, Mm. uh, you have to follow the pattern of deny self. Mm. As we're Mm. going down this highway, deny self, take up the cross, and follow me. Mm. And I think I shared a bit of this in the last podcast, but I want to say it again. Mm. If you just picture three things with me, Mm. the Garden of Gethsemane, Mm -hmm. if you're going to travel, live by the gospel, you have to say, with Jesus, not my will. Yes. But thy will be done. Yes, you just you have to surrender. Mm. Um, 
even in the twelve step program, that there's a lot about that I like. Yes, uh, same uh, there, here. There, there's a lot of things that I would strengthen in that. Yeah. But one of the things I love about the twelve step program mm-hmm. is in the first one or two steps, mm-hmm. you're beginning to acknowledge I can't do this on my own. Yes. I'm 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 in slavery. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm an alcoholic, mm-hmm. and I can't do this on my lo- uh, own. And that mm-hmm. gets you to the Garden of Gethsemane. So if I can't do it, I, I it can't be my will anymore. That's good. Yes. It yes. has to be God's will. Mm-hmm. And brother, sister, if you're listening in, that's where even every moment, it's, it's, this is not a one-time thing in your that's life. Right. It's It's day by day. Yeah. Even Paul will say in Second Corinthians chapter 4, always bearing about. Yes. In 410, mm-hmm. always bearing about in the body the dying of the Lord Jesus. So mm-hmm. every moment, every moment I'm living in the garden, mm. not my will. Okay, uh, uh, circumstances have changed. Not my will, God, but thy will be. Yes. I, I submit. Yes. I surrender. Mm. Um, and later on, we're going to talk, we're going to do a series of three messages on uh, our podcast on brokenness. Mm-hmm. And, and and brokenness is in the Garden of Gethsemane. Yes, is is when when Jesus just fully cast himself upon the will of God, mm. relying totally upon the way of God and the power of God. Yes, to help him to go to the next step, which is the cross. Mm. Amen. Deny self, the Garden mm-hmm. of Gethsemane, take up the cross, joining Jesus in the place mm. of death. Mm. And that death is not the death of this wonderfully, fearfully made creature. Yes. But it is the death of the self-life. Mm-hmm. Where <clears throat> the, way I, the way I see that is I've, I've already surrendered his will. Now, God, as I'm walking out your will, I wanted to, to walk it out in, in the resurrection power of mm. the Spirit. Mm-hmm. As I'm walking this out, I'm willing for death to be working in me. I want you to yes. bring to death selfishness mm-hmm. and bring to life love. Mm. Mm. I want you to bring to death pride mm. and bring to life humility. Yes. yes. I want you to bring to death foolishness. Yes. And I want you to bring to life in me wisdom. Mm. I want you to bring to death impurity, mm. uh, impu- impurity of motives mm-hmm. and impurity of moral impurity. I want to bring that to, to death, and I want you to bring to life into me impurity of motive and yes. why I do what I do, impurity of moral purity, yes. and finally bring to death into me these lies mm. of the enemy mm-hmm. that, that bring about such unbelief mm. and fear yeah. and bring to life into me faith. Mm. So you're moving in now from the cross into resurrection, yes. and this is what Paul is saying in Philippians three ten that I may know Him, mm-hmm. and I want to know Him, the power of His resurrection, but also as I'm knowing Him, following Him, and yes. I self take up the cross and follow Me, the power of resurrection. I'm also every moment wanting, as I'm following Him in the Spirit, for the power of the death of the gospel. Yes, yes, uh, to be bringing the things in me that need to die. Al, as you as you share that. Um, you and I, and many people who are listening, have seen the gospel of Christ, uh, what we're describing on this highway, affect many, many lives mm-hmm. in a way that we realize only God, only mm-hmm. God. But I, I wonder about the listener who's tuned in and is thinking to themselves, I'm glad that works for somebody, uh, but I don't know about me. Maybe the person who sees things as they are rather than the possibility uh, as things really can be. Mm-hmm. What would you say to that person? I would say, first of all, God is not a respecter of persons. Mm. Uh, God has no partiality. Mm. 
And God died for you. Yes. And God loves you. Mm. And he died for you. And this is available to you. Yes. Uh, not just the Apostle Paul, but mm. to you. Amen. And not just Al, but to you. Yes. He loves you. Yes. He died for you. He's not a respecter of persons. Mm. And by the way, if you're thinking, well, you don't know what I've done, mm. the gospel has its greatest and most powerful work in, to the wickedest of all sinners, which I am the greater of, yes, as, savior, along with Paul. But, but you know, Paul, he, he martyred Christians. Mm. Uh, he murdered many people. Mm. He done very, very wicked things. So if you're saying, not me because of what I've done, nope. Mm. The truth is, the gospel is more mm. powerful the greater your sin, the greater the grace, yes, the Bible says. Yes, thank you, God. And so those four things. Mm. God is not a respecter of persons. He's impartial. He mm. loves you absolutely and mm. completely. He died for you. Yes. And no matter how great your sin is, praise God if it's even greater. Yes. <laughs> because in that context, mm. the gospel works even more powerfully. I'll thank you. Mm. And I know that speaks into the uh, deep into our hearts. Mm. So let let's take a moment as we close today to just to pray. So yeah. uh, would you lead us? I would and but I always like to ask if this has uh, been a blessing to you. Mm. Because I I want to see the truths of God spread. Mm. If this has been a blessing to you, call your friends and or share the link with them and mm-hmm. encourage them to listen to this. And now God, we pray. Uh, we pray that the soils of the heart of our brother and our sister mm. would become fertile as even right now. I pray that someone listening in would mm. say, Lord, not my will. I'm, yes. t- I'm tired of fighting. Mm. I'm tired of arguing with you. Mm. I give in. I give up. Yes. Not my will, mm. but thy will be done. And don't let them stop it, not my will, mm. because that's not what they need is pick up your will. Yes, God. You love me, God. Mm. You died for me. The gospel worked for me. I pick up your will, which mm. your will for me. And I and you may want to just pray this, Lord, uh, there. You may want to say, Lord, not my will, but thy will. And your will for me mm. is for me to, to live in the gospel. Mm-hmm. And I embrace that will, that there are things in me that need to die, but there are things in me, this, this beautiful creature that need to be resurrected. Mm. And just, just tell God that. And say, Lord, bring that about as I give myself to you uh, in my life. Mm. Uh, Father, only you can revelate the gospel yourself to people's hearts. Mm. We pray that would be done. Mm -hmm. And we pray many would be strengthened and some might be set on on this highway of the gospel, Mm -hmm. both with the heart condition and the disciplines Mm. that would bring them into a greater and sweeter intimacy of knowing God. Mm. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. As we close, I want to recap the meaning of the two-lane highway that Al and Paul shared. Lane one, as Al said, is the condition of your heart. And lane two is made up of five essential disciplines. First, there's the discipline of the Word of God, followed by prayer, fasting, gathering together with other believers, and last but certainly not least, obedience. This two-part series has been full of life-changing truths. So please consider sharing this series with a friend. You can find both episodes and written transcripts on our website, sagetalkpodcast.com. And while you are there on our website, don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss our next episode. Come back soon and join us on Sage Talk for another time of spiritual shepherding, heart to heart, and life to life.